0: Headquarters to all units. Headquarters to all units. All units, stand by for On Patrol with the PPD. Airing now on WTBR 89.7 FM.
1: Good morning, and thank you for tuning in to On Patrol with the PPD here on WTBR 89.7 FM, Pittsfield Community Radio thanks for tuning in this morning in these extraordinary times Uh, we're gonna start with a quick check of the weather and then uh, unfortunately I didn't pull any particular news articles because I think there's basically one news item on all of our minds but after we get a weather check we'll kind of get into uh, what's going on locally and nationally and we'll move on from there
2: WTBR radar weather for the Pittsfield area, tonight, mostly cloudy with a 20% chance of showers. Night as cool with lows in the upper 30s. Southwest wind 5 to 10 mph, Friday, mostly cloudy in the morning, then becoming mostly sunny. Highs in the lower 50s. Northwest wind 5 to 10 mph, Friday night, mostly clear. Cold with lows in the upper 20s northwest wind around five miles per hour weather forecasts for WTBR FM are provided by the National Weather Service
1: good morning welcome back Uh, this is chief win in studio this morning with part of our crew practicing our social distancing Uh, I've got Lieutenant Gary Traversa from Communications Outreach and Professional Standards, which seems like you're not doing—you're not doing a whole lot of that type of work of late. You've taken on a whole different type of work for us. Yeah, the community outreach is uh, kind of on the shelf for now. I want sure. to—I want to talk to you about that a little bit in a couple of minutes. And I'm also joined in the uh, in the room this morning with, by Gary Munn, IT Guru Extraordinaire, who for at least the last week has been. Um, my my infrastructure support crew as we build out a new facility uh, to stand up the Central Berkshire uh, Multi Agency Coordinating Center. So we'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, and as I said before, we went to the weather. I did not have the opportunity this morning to to grab and and print out news articles. But I think anybody who's listening and uh, you know anybody who's familiar with the program can imagine that um, the news is is kind of. All COVID-19. A little bit of Tom Brady. all day, Yeah, a little bit of Tom <laughs> Brady all day, all the time. And uh, so we, um, you know, I, I, I did read the local news this morning. I listened to uh, uh, Sister Radio Station, uh, my, my general morning fare on the way in here uh, on 95.9, listening to Marjo and Slater. And, uh, I, you know, if you've picked up the Berkshire Eagle headlines this morning, uh, the Eagle got a photojournalistic tour of the BMC Link Line call center uh, over at Berkshire Medical Center, which uh, Berkshire Health System stood up as this as this health crisis started to emerge. Um, the nurses over there and the nursing supervisors doing a fabulous job. And uh, our, our hearts and, and our appreciation go out to them for taking the thousands of calls that they've processed and trying to point people in the right direction evaluate people and get them referred for testing if it's necessary and then uh, another article front page coverage um disappointing is the uh our local cultural institutions now because they've been shuttered and the galleries is closed to the public starting to feel the financial pinch and sharing plans for staff reductions and layoffs which um you know if, if you're from the Berkshires and you love the Berkshires like I do, and I, I think, you know, both of the guys who are here with me today do, that's huge. Um, that's, that's a huge negative impact for us, but they're strong and uh, they're resilient and they've got great support base, community support base, and they'll, they'll weather this storm. Plus, I didn't read the details of the economic incentive package that is pending, um, ready to go, but I'm, I did hear that uh, cultural institutions are included in that through the national endowment of the arts so
0: yeah there was uh quite a few larger uh you know more national um organizations that that i saw were included but i'm hopeful that once we get through this there's going to be a a, maybe a surge in um activity and you know they can recover uh sooner than later and, and get back to normal and again,
1: um, you know, we, we've talked about this before, particularly around the department and our philanthropic efforts. We are a generous, generous area. Berkshire County is a generous area. Um, our, our fans and supporters, they come out uh, whenever we ask or whenever any of our, our neighbors or partners ask. So as we weather this together, um, just bear in mind that those institutions that we all come to love going to need us as this continues and when it goes over Uh, so keep that in mind i did you guys see the stuff that came out uh, earlier this week from downtown pittsfield inc
0: uh yeah
1: Uh, the the lists of who's open and who's not that that came out from one berkshire and then downtown so it's the food menu stuff or the food out stuff came out from one berkshire and then dpi is doing an updated list of what businesses are still providing services yeah but dpi came up with this plan over the weekend and i got to see it early because um i'm i'm a de facto like ex-officio dpi board member so i get all their comms but what they did is they stood up uh through their web page and it was announced publicly and shared it on my private social my personal oh, social oh yes media.
0: i did see that okay now it's, uh, yeah. so they've
1: got a central clearinghouse For gift cards for DPI member businesses. And actually, I looked at the list. There's a lot of businesses that are not downtown businesses, but you can go to uh, one web portal, one shopping cart, and you can buy um, gift cards in various denominations uh, or you put your own amount in for businesses that we normally frequent. Uh, You know, like, you know, when I'm working out of 39 Allen, I do a lot of dining downtown. So, um, you know, businesses that I normally frequent or we normally frequent that I haven't seen our friends in a week now. And you can buy a gift card that the income and the revenue goes into their revenue stream now and then redeem it when uh, when they reopen. So uh, like I said, I shared that on my personal page. Find uh, time, maybe get Nick to track it down and share it on the department page later today. Uh, but I, I went on um, earlier this week and clicked down the list of not everybody, you know, this. I would have loved to have bought a gift card for everybody on that list, but it was it, the the cart total was getting up there. Um, but so I, you know, picked all, a few that I frequent a lot, and uh, you know, dropped dropped to purchase in there. So if you live, shop, work, eat, dine, drink downtown, and you have the means, go to that portal. You can find it through the DPI website. And uh, and and buy some gift cards, support our local businesses, and let them uh, let them know that we're still at it. Show them the love. So
0: yeah, you know, and also speaking of the uh, that stimulus package that came through, those people who unfortunately are you know finding themselves laid off or getting less hours or not getting that income that they they normally get, um, hopefully, um, you know, if you're a taxpayer, you have a job. Hopefully, you're getting some help uh, as soon as the next few weeks um, with the signing of that bill. All right. So um, let's let's just uh,
1: just kind of do a, a status update. So let's let's start with you, Gary. Your job description has changed drastically yeah. in, in the last week to 10 days as we as we move into what is that what are we in operational period 16 lieutenant operation 16 yeah operational period 16 started this morning so for um for the listeners at home when we stood up the command and general staff uh for the city for the uh pittsfield area um we went on 24 hour operational periods where we're we're doing daily Operational updates and the core planning team is conference calling and coming up with our objectives for the next 24 hours and uh, So the the police department took on the responsibility of updating the planning documents for each of those so 16 full days of this planning process and operations process um, commanding general staff doing the communications and the decisions and uh PD commanders doing the planning and fire department deputies doing the logistics, which is the ordering and procurement for us. But uh, we had to make some decisions about where people were going to work and how they were going to work. And kind of by default, IT guru Mun followed me and has basically built out a new uh, technical infrastructure entity in what essentially was an empty shell of a couple of rooms. We had phone service and Internet service. And unlimited Wi-Fi and now what five days later it's, uh, we're working <laughs> yeah.
3: everything works the, the speeds are incredible um,
1: got an appointment later today to install some
3: voice over IP phones working on that trying to track down FedEx
1: what are we looking for FedEx for oh the phones are coming with FedEx right yeah I've, I've got some pending orders out there too uh, so, Gary, just talk a little bit about what you've been up to, you and Captain Briault.
3: So, we, uh, we had to um, basically rewire most of uh, the 2nd Street Jail, uh, just because it hasn't been utilized in quite a while. Um, we set up computers throughout the, the building, um, status monitors. Provides you know quite a bit of information for for you and for uh, the people that we have manned at the uh, the center picking up supplies and uh, that's about it. It you you're kind of glossing over
1: that. <laughs> like, I mean, we've dropped a half dozen workstations into that space, changed out the phone system, in, yep. increased the Wi-Fi. Um, basically turned our laptops and tablets into virtual versions of our desktops in our office uh giving us our remote access capabilities on multiple devices at the same time Um, plus in the midst of all that you've been running around on errands helping me get my hands on on supplies that we become aware of and even starting to do some of the deliveries right because we fulfilled a couple of orders yesterday yeah
3: we did that yesterday yep um Working with the health department, getting yep. the deliveries out there.
1: We had some uh, health inspectors seconded over to us yesterday to start manning the phones and, and helping us with the staffing as we build this out. By by Monday, we're going to be in real good shape.
3: Yeah, yeah, really uh,
1: good. I I took a look. Um, Is I'm gonna I'm gonna mess this up. He's a he's a uniform branch. He's a, he's a, essentially a, a non sworn uniform branch member of the sheriff's department. So I think he's entitled to the titled deputy but i'm not positive on that we have a sheriff's deputy who's kind of been seconded to us and um he took the initiative yesterday and started moving the stuff that we had already logged in and placed in the inventory and putting it in a room where it would kind of be out of the way and off the path so we can start to do order picking and fulfill orders and i walked in there before i left the coordinating center last night and i was it 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 essentially looks like a little warehouse, right? It, we, <laughs> yeah. we, we went from a bunch of stuff spread all over the floor yeah. to a properly controlled, marked and labeled uh, warehouse. Now it's you know we're no Amazon pick shop, <laughs> but uh, for what basically happened, what basically happened in like thirty six hours, I'm I'm pretty pleased with that. Yep. So, all right, so Lieutenant Traverso, what have you been up to for
0: the last sixteen days? Um, well you know I think like all of us just trying to stay on top of uh, everything you know in terms of how quickly this is moving and how it can change hour to hour um, making uh, you know regular uh, check-ins with uh, our dispatchers are obviously our dispatch center um, is functioning as normally as possible um, we did Uh, as we mentioned last week we we made some changes in terms of um how we handle some calls encouraging people to uh report online um call into the station um before coming in to see if what it is that they uh, need to accomplish can be uh, handled over the phone um so uh uh, the, the dispatch thing and then um you know, just helping out where I can with um, the conference calls, staying up on that, uh, taking my turn with uh, with the planning um, for each of the operational periods. Um, keeping up with uh, some of our, our daily documents that uh, we have to put out um, as a result of uh, COVID-19. And um, I do have a... a a project, uh, I think that we've discussed on the show before, an EMD project. I'm sorry, EMD, project. emergency medical dispatch. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, trying to keep that afloat and moving. Um, a lot of the uh, the key players in that are, uh, you know, distracted as well with, uh, um, you know, what's going on here. So, um, yeah. It's uh, It's been different. I will, I, you know, you're talking about the key players
1: in that. So uh, we ha- we've discussed it in general terms. We haven't really discussed it in any specific terms. But So because the Pittsfield Police Department is the host entity, the managing entity of the city's dispatch center, or what in, in technical terms we refer to and the Commonwealth refers to as a PSAP, or a public safety answering point, we, we own the equipment and uh, our organization is is the organization that employs the personnel and for and we dispatch for police fire ems which in the city of pittsfield is two private two private ambulance providers that we contract with and although we don't primarily communicate with other entities we have the ability to communicate and coordinate communications with a bunch of other organizations, including city of Pittsfield, public services, public utilities, school bus operations, all those other things we can kind of pull in and, and our dispatchers are responsible for being able to coordinate all that. And because we dispatch for fire and EMS, our second or and or third dispatcher uh, is, is involved in this EMD process, this emergency medical dispatch process. So for the listeners, that essentially means what are the... Based on the caller's chief complaint, I'm, I'm not an EMT, so don't, you know, correct you're, me on the language.
0: You're, you're going down the right road. Yeah.
1: Based on the caller's chief complaint, what are the questions that the dispatcher, call taker, is going to ask? And then based on the answers, additional questions that are, are going to be asked so that the right assets can be sent. And so obviously... Somebody calls us and they're having a heart attack and they're full-blown cardiac arrest. That's an all-hands-on-deck. Everybody goes. EMS, fire, police, boom. We're all going. Um, But if somebody calls for general malaise or flu-like symptoms, particularly during this public health crisis, um, the fewer resources we can send, the fewer resources we can expose, the fact that the resources going need to be advised that they might want to take some additional precautions. That's key, and so being able to differentiate between the response for those different medical calls is essentially the heart of
0: EMD. But we are also uh, doing this for, for everything. Em- emergency police and fire it, responses, yeah. yeah. Plus adding it in for our other sides. Yeah.
1: But the, the point I wanted to get to is that in order for us, the police department, to make changes to how protocols are handled for medical calls, we have to coordinate with what, again, in, in the trade is the medical control. Right. And in the city of Pittsfield, medical control is owned by two entities. The first is Berkshire Medical Center. There is a doctor and to, I'm gonna Dr. Yep. Linbach. There's a doctor at BMC at any given time who is essentially responsible for directing how our EMS units respond. So he has to agree on the protocols and sign off on them. And then because in the city of Pittsfield our EMS function is coordinated and belongs to the fire department, there's a fire deputy permanently assigned as the city medical control who then has to, you know, endorse. And only when those two things have happened can our dispatchers put them in place. So it sounds easy, right, when we're sitting here talking about it on a Friday morning, um, but really it's, it's a kludgy and cumbersome process. And so as the lieutenant and his team have been getting, I should say, on top of that, because it involves communications, you have it for the police department, and there's another fire deputy who has that piece for the fire department. So all four of those entities, plus the dispatchers themselves, so five entities have to be aligned, moving in the same direction, in agreement on the same things. That's that's a lot. That's like herding cats.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's a lot of personnel that have you know we need input and and action from. Um, a couple weeks ago, just kind of as this stepped off, we initiated the, tr- the online training for the dispatchers, um, which is, you know, in process and they're working through it. It's it's online training and then they have to do a practicum. Um, but the, the deputy chiefs, the, the two deputy chiefs from the fire department are also involved in that training because they're going to be doing some of the... Uh, 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 the evaluations um and the the quality control um but in order to you know kind of get everything uh in place not only do we need input from the dispatchers the fire deputies um officer gainer who's our training officer and is um kind of our imc guru along with you gare no offense it's okay um but she uh you know she's involved in evaluating how this will uh integrate with with our records management system, uh, system which is uh as i said IMC um mm. and then the uh the ambulance companies um you know a representative from each of the ambulance companies and you know they're uh as you can expect they have other things going on, so things have kind of been turned upside down. <laughs> so specifically, the shout out I wanted to give is that as as the COVID nineteen response
1: in the city of Pittsfield ramped up, and um, Chief Sammons and I and our our roles—he's he's the city's emergency management director, and I serve as his deputy—as he and I were communicating and making some decisions, and I committed the police department to the planning section. So you know, every day, com- police commander's planning section chief for our COVID nineteen response. He committed the deputies or the fire department to the logistics section, which, you know, planning is a lot of work, but the procurement and ordering is crazy uh, as we try to, you know, get the stuff we need to mitigate this. And this could be a long haul. So the fire deputies and not all the fire deputies, um, but, you know, the, the two that we work closest with, they have been in the trenches up to their shoulders for the last Seven or eight days making things happen and getting it done, and uh, I had a deputy stop by the coordinating center early, you know, early Thursday, early Wednesday, um, and he was on his day off. Right? He he had worked late, late into the evening the day before, gone home, spent some time with his family. He actually was working because I was getting emails from him, and then you know, morning. On his day off, he's out making the rounds, just you know, doing, doing, and uh, it's appreciated. So,
0: yeah, it's uh, a lot of lot of people out there stepping up, and you know, I, you gave, um, you know, a shout out to BMC. I mean, to the, all those healthcare workers that are on the front lines of this. Everybody, unbelievable.
1: Everybody. So what else you so, up to Lieutenant?
0: So yeah, that's that's taken up, uh, you know, most of my time. Trying to, trying to so, get a little, uh, you know, a little family time in. Got, you know, kid, kids are home. Got trying to, to do your self-care. Trying to at least do it. you know, sitting down for dinner with everybody. So,
1: um, for the listeners, you know, in the last, definitely in the last week and over the last several weeks, a lot of terms uh, popping up that unless you were in the tech industry, you know, they, they may not have been in your day-to-day vernacular, but, you know, we've heard, we've heard a lot of telecommuting. Right, as everybody was told to you adhere to the stay-at-home order, and you know if you could stay, you know, it, my my I don't even I'm gonna mess this up. My twenty-some, 30 year thirty-year-old stepdaughter was on social media last night, and she was talking about setting up like neighborhood Zooms. You well, know, she refers to it a Zoom conference, right? Listen, this was a tool that three weeks ago. IT people used or tech people used to do video conferencing from around the world. Now, people, like, I, you know, actually, I think I heard the mayor say on a radio interview yesterday, she's hoping this weekend to host a Zoom cocktail party, right? This, is be, this has become a tool of the masses. And so my stepdaughter uh, down in Florida, she's like, yeah, you know, I'm going to set up, you know, what's going on in the neighborhood? Can I get on any neighborhood Zooms? What the heck is this? Hmm. So the the telecommuting thing, whether it's for work or for recreation, that's huge. Uh And then telemedicine, right? Telemedicine has been the thing. The call center, the link line down at uh, BMC, if they, based on their screening, they need to get you in touch with a doc. They're not sending you to doctor's office. They're putting you on a video conference with a doctor, a phone call with a doctor. I, you know, getting diagnostic and screening information from our public health doctor yesterday evening while we were looking at our stuff and staffing plans. Um, So telemedicine. But I'll tell you what, the one thing I never in my career anticipated thinking about was telepolicing. It, you, yeah. You're working every day. Yep. You and I are in communication every day. Uh, we're having regular command meetings, probably more frequently than we did before this time of crisis. And other this may be the first time in several days that I've seen you. <laughs> right? yep. um, we're doing a lot yeah. of stuff. Via our internal uh, encrypted communications software. We're doing a lot of stuff via conference call. We're doing a lot of stuff via text message and email. But the department is functioning, right? I, other than uh, our dispatchers who are in the call center and our patrol officers who obviously have to report to get their cars and their equipment and answer calls for service, uh, we took a whole bunch of functions and we virtualized them. Yep. And we talked about this last week, right? When this thing is over, a lot of these new work habits and workflows are going to stay.
0: Yeah. Best practices. Not not only in our business, but... In in everything. Yeah. You know, it's going to change a lot. And, uh, you know, I think we we talked about um, how education may change during the show last week. Yeah. And, um, you know, my wife's a healthcare worker and it's changed for her. And, you know, you mentioned the telemedicine. That's... I think that's going to be huge. It's going to take off.
1: Yeah, certainly. I mean, I think if you look, if you if you break history out into decades, right, and you look at kind of like the general behavior, and not necessarily across the world, but particularly in the Western world and in America, you know, if if you looked at the the seventies, I do I do some you know work. Uh, Generational differences in the workforce training when I do supervision. You look to the '70s; that was kind of like, you know, the coming of age of like self-help and and the you know standalone individuality and kind of self-improvement stuff. Um, spirituality kind of took off, and and as much as I hate to say it, the '80s was kind of like a, a little more. I, I always look at it as the Miami Vice and Top Gun decade. I
3: love the '80s,
1: yeah, but you know, it, <laughs> it was it was a little more. um It was a little more self-centered and a little a little more uh, I don't want to It's kind of You know you do you kind of let's have fun indulgent decade maybe 90s, you know is the the Commerce and you know dot-com and you know, it's just like the, the 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 big Wall Street 2000s I'm not really sure that we we know right um it's kind of the beginning of of the the millennials or or gen gen y and gen z and then the the tens you know is kind of like reclaiming you know you you take care of yourself care you got to take care of yourself you know yes you can work but you got to find the balance started to see a lot more um you know talk pundits and stuff like that what's going to happen as a result of this is people are going to reclaim part of their lives Right, they're gonna say, "Yeah, I was I was a workaholic when COVID nineteen hit, and I can still work for you, but I'm not coming in, <laughs> right? Yeah, I can I can do this, and I can still make my kids ballet recital. I can still make my kids soccer game. Yep. Um, there, there's people are. I, this is my personal theory, but people are gonna get a little more self-aware and self-conscious, and and I'm not gonna say selfish because that's not. I don't think that's it. Self-protective." Right? They're, yeah. they're they're not going to sell their soul to the company store um, because they won't have to. Right? Technology is going to have been a, a great equalizer and an
0: adjuster. This is such a, a big impact. People are are not going to forget. This is a huge paradigm know? shift. Yeah.
1: This this is going to be one of the significant marks. You know, where were you when? It, yep. Yeah. What were you doing and what was your life like when COVID
0: nineteen, arose in the United States? Yep. And I can't believe you just named off five decades that I have experienced. I'm sorry, Lieutenant.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh. I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news. Man. Anyway. Yeah, right? Flies. It's so we got a, a minute, we got a minute here before we go to the station break. And I'm just I'm gonna throw this out. It was it occurred to me when uh, I started talking about the generational issues in the workplace. And if my mom is listening, she's gonna be so angry. But when I do these classes for supervisors and I talk about the 70s, I grew up in the 70s. I'm a child of the 70s. But if there are two cultural relics that consistently show up in my images of the 70s, it's mood rings and pet rocks. <laughs> and if you if you talk to a bunch of millennials and you tell them, yeah, you know, the two cultural icons that <laughs> hold out my mind from my early childhood are mood rings and pet rocks, one, they laugh their... Off and two, they really get it. They're like, oh, that explains a whole lot about my parents. <laughs> right? Like, yep, that's what we grew up with. So it is nine, uh, nine: thirty. It is time to get another check of the weather, some PSAs, and some underwriting, and we'll be back talking a little bit about the coordinating center and what's coming up in the next week and seven operational periods. <laughs>
2: WTBR radar weather for the Pittsfield area, tonight, mostly cloudy with a 20% chance of showers. Not as cool with lows in the upper 30s. Southwest wind 5 to 10 mph, Friday, mostly cloudy in the morning, then becoming mostly sunny. Highs in the lower 50s. Northwest wind 5 to 10 mph, Friday night, mostly clear. Cold with lows in the upper 20s northwest wind around five miles per hour. Weather forecasts for WTBRFM are provided by the National Weather Service.
1: Is your little one safe inside your vehicle? Is the child seat installed properly? Is it the correct seat for your child? Hi, this is Sergeant Mark Madeline with the Pittsburgh Police Department, reminding you to please keep your children safe. Follow the safety seat manufacturer's recommendations for height and weight, and check NHTSA's website or our Facebook page for recommendations. If you have a question or would like your seat installation checked, please contact our department at 413. 413- four four eight nine seven zero zero extension five seven five our officers are certified safety seat installers thank you this message is brought to you by the Pittsfield police department in cooperation with WTBR
4: hi this is officer Darren Derby with the Pittsfield police department folks unfortunately drug use is a driving factor for a lot of crime taking place in our city the most prevalent crime being theft please take the extra time to ensure that your belongings are safe inside your vehicle do not leave anything of value in plain sight hide your belongings Place them in your trunk or take anything of value out of the vehicle. Always keep your vehicle locked. Don't make it easy for them. This message is brought to you by the Pittsfield Police Department in cooperation with WTBR-FM. Support for WTBR comes from Greylock Federal Credit Union, proud to support high school arts and sports programs to help our community thrive. Greylock Federal, with locations throughout the Berkshires and online at greylock.org. And from Befair. BeFair is one of the largest premier human service agencies in Berkshire County. If you're looking for services for a loved one, or are interested in caring for the people we support, visit bfair.org today for available opportunities. BCTV and WTBR are bringing Restaurant Rush back. Mark your calendars for Wednesday, May 13th for an evening of great food, music, raffles, and more at the Tavern of the A on Crane Ave in Pittsfield. If you're a local restaurant, we want to hear from you. This is your opportunity to showcase a dish in front of over 100 guests. Space is limited, so call 413-445-4234 today to reserve your spot and make sure your restaurant is represented at PCTV and WTBR's Restaurant Rush.
1: Is that it? Are we back? We are back. You snuck up on me, Gary. Sorry, you, Chief, I didn't give you the warning. You didn't give me the, the one-minute count. I'm sitting over here looking, trying to figure out if I can make another social media post while we're doing
3: this. Hey, we're back
1: on. We're back on the air. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's 9.33. In the morning, you are listening to On Patrol with the PPD here on WTBR 89.7 FM. This is a weekly community radio program of the Pittsfield Police Department. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we... We cleared up the confusion from last week, and then I wasn't sitting here by myself trying to figure out if I could do a radio yeah, show. Yeah, sorry about that. It, it's all right. <laughs> your 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 expectation was rational and logical, and that was on me for not being very clear. But as we went into the, as you know, as we went into the last Thursday night, oh yeah, there was a whole lot of stuff going on in a whole lot of different directions. Yeah. Uh, but we're here in the studio this morning, practicing our social distancing. Uh, you listeners in home may not think about this, but you know, when... Uh, PCTV and WTVR put their plans in place for social distancing and uh, and force protection for their workforce they pretty much told all the uh, Community producers Stay out of the studio if you can upload your content and get it to us We'll play it for you, but until further notice the regular programming is off and they made two exceptions uh, one of the exceptions they made for our our friend and uh, my, my brother mr. Bill Sturgeon who uh, has a huge following right and and you know is if we took bill away, then that would take away a, a heavily relied upon communication source for many people in the central Berkshire area uh, But he managed to do his I think he said via Skype right so he's he's doing his, his thing and getting his guests But he's in studio and everybody else is Skyping uh, and then the other exception was us um, we are a municipal entity uh, we are a public safety entity. We, you know, as everybody is aware, we are essential. And PCTV was enlisted. You know, as long as you guys can continue to broadcast, we will continue to support you. But even us, they made some requirements, and so we all had to get our own headphones. So we knew that was coming. Smart Gary over there, the tech guy, he he got out early in the procurement and got us some nice, you know quality professional canned headphones for the department. And we had enough sets that we can all have our own. They do look sharp. Yes. But but Lieutenant Gary didn't know if they were going to arrive today. So uh, Lucas? Lucas. (laughs) So he showed up today with his sons. And I'm sorry we're not simulcasting this on television because I wish you could see him with those headphones. Red. They're awesome. They're fire department headphones, right? (laughs) (laughs) Those are fire department headphones. Yeah. The FD would be proud. They would, absolutely. Yeah. The only
0: to. thing they don't do is flash. <laughs> <laughs> we can fix that. <laughs> uh, hey, you know, style. What
1: can I tell you? So I meant to say it at the top of the hour, and it, it, I forgot. Uh, we do not have the fourth Musketeer in studio today. No, I,
0: I, you know, I haven't been in contact with him the last uh, week or so.
1: He was standing on a detail when I drove to the coordinating center. On Thursday, and I exchanged text messages with him, but uh, I sent him a, a Facebook message, personal Facebook message last night, and he didn't answer, and he's not even, like, responding to the invites, like, he didn't say he wasn't coming today, I'm not, yeah. I'm not sure, we're going to have to, we're going to have to I, virtually shake him down.
0: Yeah, if he was here, though, the social distancing would be more of a challenge. Yeah,
1: actually, we probably would have had to leave him on the other side of the glass <laughs> and have him call in. Uh-uh. Um, so... Uh, so, um, you know, you guys have talked about what you've been up to, uh, and my, my last week, definitely, realistically, uh, several, week and a half anyway, has been a little bit different. Because, um, you know, trying to keep one foot in and, and take care of day-to-day decisions and management of the police department Uh, and thank god for my senior command staff because you guys have all jumped in wholeheartedly and and even though we're in regular contact the day-to-day operations of the building are pretty much captain kirchner right he's he's got that he's running the patrol stuff and making some hard decisions uh as far as communication and how we communicate, you've been jumping in and helping me with that. Uh, but, all you know, everybody in the command staff has taken a turn in the planning section as the planning section chief, getting the documentation ready, communicating with the rest of the um, preparedness team. Uh, it's been an all-hands effort because if if I didn't have my core commanders taking oh, – and actually, I didn't even say this – and. Uh, Administration and finance director Julie Davis, who is the newest member of the command staff when we civilianized admin services last year she joined the command staff and stepped up so she uh, is a civilian but she has the simulated rank of lieutenant. She's running a shop of a half dozen people virtually and she's got it so that there's they're never they're never in the same space at the same time like they're the, similar to what's going on with city Hall but on a much more frequent schedule, They're doing their work remotely via the stuff that it set up and the conference calls. And then they're going in and taking care of their part of the payroll or accounts payable. And then when one of them gets to the point where it's turnover, they switch and it's, it's been, it's been crazy because the work is happening. Plus a lot of other work that doesn't normally happen because now they're supporting additional stuff that I'm asking for. Um, But that's, that's, It's just happening, right? So I'm thankful and grateful for that because I've spent a lot of time out of the station and focusing on other stuff as a member of the um, preparedness team, the core preparedness team. I'm participating in the daily conference call with all the other involved department heads. Uh, But I have also been tasked in my emergency management role with standing up what we talked about briefly last week um, is the Central Berkshire Coordinating Center and it can't it, i don't know that i can describe in any way that'll make sense to somebody who's not involved in mer- emergency management but the Berkshires is um we all know kind of a unique entity we're kind of remote from our capital and we're interdependent and um we've we've got a different population than a lot of the rest of the state and we have a particular concentration of cases here right so this, you know Lot of big concentration out in the Boston area, and then a lot of the central part of the state lower, and then big concentration here. So we have unique challenges. And to deal with those challenges and stay ahead of stuff, North County stood up an emergency operations center, their, their North County uh, Regional Emergency Planning Committee, physical location. They've got an EOC, an emergency operations center, running. It's got a liaison function running. They've actually... Um, I know that the testing's not going on at that location, but when North County's testing begins, it will be done there because they've got a unique security arrangement that's better suited for what they're going to need, and their emergency management staff from eight communities, I think they represent, is represented there every day, and uh, they're making decisions for North County, South County. little bit different situation they're kind of doing it virtually but the emergency manager and the town manager and the fire chief and police chief particularly for great barrington as the largest community but in consultation with their surrounding communities figuring out what the needs are down there and if they need isolation or quarantine or they've got and they've you know they've got this situation with second homeowners that burgeoning exploding population so they've got an issue and then we've got a city with um city issues so what we wanted to make sure was that we weren't working against one another. So in order to facilitate that, North County's got their, o- their operation center. South County's got their virtual operation center. And Pittsfield is now managing, beginning to manage the Central Berkshire Coordinating Center. And the coordinating center's job, the team that I'm assembling, is to stay in contact with North and South, make sure we've all got the same information, figure out what the needs are, Uh, and if there are pressing needs that are common between the three parts of the county, address those needs in concert instead of, so instead of eight different uh, requisitions for a single item going out in North County, those communities communicate with North, one requisition goes out for North. But if North and Central also have the same needs, we'll communicate and coordinate, and one requisition will go out for both. If North, Central, and South all have the same needs, one requisition will go out for all three. Now, that's not to say that everything is going to be ordered through one central location because every town and municipality has different needs, and some of the stuff can't be sourced through the same uh, supply chain. So one of the things that has been a little bit confusing, and it changed on Monday, and it's caused some actually it might have changed tuesday. I'm losing track of the days now. I'm not even working out a house and I'm losing track of the days. Um, but this up until earlier this week everybody who needed medical type supplies, uh, PPE or personal protective equipment had been directed to source them and procure them through the Health and Medic Medical Coordinating Council, so the HMCCs. And one of the things that happened was that first responder requests didn't appear to be getting processed. They weren't used to dealing with us. They didn't recognize us. They didn't know our names. So they were, pro- they were front-loading medical facilities, and we weren't seeing the stuff come out. So earlier this week, and I, I think it was Monday, it might have been Tuesday, the Commonwealth decided medical providers continue through the HMCC. First responders, send your stuff to MEMA. And so they split that, and so there was a lot of confusion over that, That's just among first responders, but even among some of our community partners. And, like, and so they're like, "Why aren't you giving this stuff to these people?" I'm like, "Well, did they request it through the right agency yet?" And nobody knew, right? So we're we're trying to make sure that the procurement processes are being held to, because if you can get which if you can get your needs met through the official channels. We want to do that first, and then we need to identify where the gaps are and plug the gaps. So that's what um, we're trying to do. In addition to the resourcing and procurement, we talked about um, sheriff's department helping us stand up kind of the storage yesterday. Uh, we're trying to coordinate information, and if your inbox, lieutenant, has looked anything like my inbox over the last week, the information is insane. Right? Yeah. Oh yeah. So I just I opened my uh, tablet this morning. The Commonwealth is running not, Everybody's using language that is kind of like common-sense language So it may not be the language that we were trained to use they're running the state Coronavirus command center public health the Department of Public Health has the command center So they're sending out at the end of the day a daily command center situational update and the confusion is that normally when those things come out they come out of the SEAC. The Statewide Emergency Operations Center And one of the things is that When it comes out at four thirty, five 5 o'clock it comes out as the Command Center update and then When MIMA pushes it out at like 8 o'clock it com- It's the same report But it comes out as the SEOC update And then the next morning The professional associations push it Out again so I distributed yesterday's Report before I left At the end of the day yesterday and when I woke up this Morning it was in my inbox three more times and there's no, when you look at these emails, there's no way of telling, unless you actually go in and open the attachment, that it's the same report. So it, there's been a lot of redundancy. And, you know, more
0: information is better. I guess, yeah, I guess to have it more than once is better than not having it at all. Yeah, right?
1: but it's a lot to manage. Yeah. It's just the information flow is a lot to manage. And yeah. then what we also found out, and this is one of the things that the Coordinating Center has um has my the small team that i'm working with has tried to get a handle on and fix depending on the size of the municipality and how frequently they have turnover and changeover some of them don't get them at all right if you have a new emergency management director with a new email address and they haven't got up to speed and they don't know if you have a new police chief with a new email address and they don't know they're not signed up to get these things right and so that's been part of our task is making sure that uh the people who need the information are getting the information. They're getting the same information. So for example, um, you know, last week when we were getting ready to leave here, we were talking about the fact that Mayor Tyre and Mayor Bernard were gonna do a, a live broadcast from here. And that they did that and they got some good information out. But what we need to what we're trying to do in the coordinating center and the op centers is make sure that when they get ready to do that, they have the same information. We're not you know, there was some concern that we wouldn't write the media rule. That's not at all what we're trying. We're just trying to make sure that everybody who needs the information has the information and they have the same information as quickly as possible so that they can make the most informed decisions that they can. And that information management and information control has been cumbersome. Uh, I'll just I'll give you a, you were on the email thread yesterday, and it's a silly example, right? So, Pittsfield Police Department, through the work of Gary Gary Munn and his predecessor Mike Stevin, we do a lot of work in what's known as SharePoint. right SharePoint is essentially for listeners who aren't familiar, it's a Microsoft product. It's part of the office suite. It's a intranet, right? We use it for document storage, we use it for workflow, we use it for um, project management. One of the problems um, with this C- and the police department's been using it for a long time, The city has stood it up and so a lot of stuff that used to be exchanged via email, even our budget development stuff now, it's in SharePoint. So right, instead of every department going into individual Excel spreadsheets and sending spreadsheets back and forth so that you could have the wrong version or not the most recent version, you go into one document, you change it, finance director goes in, he sees the most up-to-date one, he knows who changed it and when they changed it. So it's great. It's a huge tool for us. And on our integrated network, it works. But for this... Advanced for this emergency, we're working with a lot of countywide and not just countywide, citywide and countywide partners who are not on our network. Yeah, and it's complicated, and there's security issues with Mm -hmm. giving off network people access to portions of the intranet. So, conversation earlier in the week with IT, Gary in particular, you know, phone conversation with Mike, how do I fix it? And the short answer was Google, right. Push everything to, you know, create Google Docs, push it to a Google Drive, share the links on Google, then anybody with the link can get it. So the planning documents for our op periods are being done by the police department on a city of Pittsfield page. All of our city partners can see it, but our non-city partners, our community partners, our ambulance providers, and some of the external people can't see it. Got to go to Google. (laughs) So one of the things is to make sure that my team and I are moving those documents as they're created or as they're needed someplace that the whole team has access to them. Silly things.
0: I took a look at that last night. It's growing. The Google
1: Doc? Yeah. That thing didn't exist Monday. Yeah. It didn't exist Monday. I (laughs) built it Sunday night at home. Yeah. And everything that's in there got moved in there this week. Yeah. It's Happens quick. It's crazy, right? Yeah. I have no idea how many files are in there right now, but it's a lot. Yeah, um, you know, list, silly. It, these are things that for the listening public, you'd be like, "What? It, th- that's a thing." So how, we got five registry of motor vehicle updates in probably the last six days, right? They've extended inspection stickers. They've extended medical exemptions for CDL licensees. Handicapped. I
0: mean, I, they don't want. Uh, they
1: don't. They they don't want strict. Enforcement of the expiration, not handicap enforcement. When I read that, I'm like, what? Expiration right. date of placards. Expiration right? date, yeah. Um, so the RMV, you know, not daily, because some of those, three of those came out on one day. But they're making moves and making adjustments every day. And those moves and adjustments impact departments. In that case, police departments. Got to make sure all the police departments have it. Um, it we got one. I'll, t- I'll talk about this made me angry i had to get up and walk away we got homeland security bulletin it was the third one we've gotten in six days but it was the most comprehensive one we've gotten homeland security sent out a bulletin uh to and it's it's not i'm not gonna get any specifics but basically alerting law enforcement to direct threats by domestic extremist groups particularly white supremacist groups utilizing covid 19 essentially as a weapon right what yeah (laughs) it's crazy yeah so yeah all right um so i have to go get on a conference call in a few minutes but before we go i want to talk about community outreach because we've done a couple things we made a couple quick moves uh at my request early in the week you had nick uh student officer cadet nick student officer nick soon to be student officer nick uh you had him start scouring the city social media presence and making sure that anything that went up on the mayor's page or the city hall page or the personnel page that was related to COVID nineteen immediately got moved over to the police
0: department page. Yeah, yeah, we're sharing um, all those pages. Yeah, so that we,
1: we have different audiences and different right. follower groups, and we wanted to do our part to make sure everybody was seeing the same stuff. So we're moving that stuff over. Yeah. Uh, but I got to ask you, you're not a you're not a big social media guy, so no. you may not have seen this, Gary. You you do some social media oh, yeah. stuff, yeah. yeah. Have you seen the um, the videos that are being posted? There's a couple that went up this week locally from North Adams PD, but there's a couple out there. there's, sev- there's several out there of officers and uh, commanders reading stories. Mm-mm. So this, this thing started this week with cops reading books and recording themselves, reading books. so that, you know basically you get a, a bedtime story or a reading out. And you know literacy is important. It matters. And so the, you know, North Adams PD, the school resource officer did one yet um, two days ago. One of their active officers and a North Adams retired teacher did one last night. Uh, hmm. So I want to start doing some story hours, some virtual story times. But I want to do it alone. Right? Darren didn't answer my question.
0: We'll have to pick some good
1: books for him. It'll, who else can we get to read books? Jess will do it. Jess will do it? Yeah. You reach out to Jess and see if she'll help me with this project because I don't want to yeah. do it by myself. Yeah. All right, so um, if we can pull this together... We'll try to. G- I'm
3: not an officer, but I'll you know I'll do it.
1: You you're willing to do it? I, okay, because you, you can do it from home, right? We can do it while we're practicing social distancing.
3: Right.
1: All right. So I want to do this. I want to do story time with the PPD. Okay. I think we can continue our community engagement and community outreach efforts during this time, if we can do some. And we, it does. You can do it on your own time, right? I don't really care when they get posted. So a lot of the officers who have started doing this are like, hey, you know, I'm a school resource officer. I miss my students. I miss this. I want to do this. And you oh, know, I love reading to the kids. You guys know, I'll go for Read Across America Day. I love reading to the kids. I, yeah, I'll I'll do that. I reached out for my friend and our our local business partner, Ty Allen Jackson. You know, the author of Danny Dollar, uh, Millionaire Extraordinaire, and the Lemonade Escapade. And He said I could read some of his books, or I'll read when you close when I close your eyes. I've got an author that I'm a big fan with, uh, a fan of. I'll read his stuff. Dr. Seuss. Right. I got some of his stuff. Um, I'll take requests, right? But my thought is not just can I help children, you know, when they're out of school, improve literacy. I bet there's some parents out there that would welcome a break, right? If I can do a 15-minute story time and you can have 15 minutes of doing what you got to do yourself, well, I, our officers are reading, we can do that, right?
0: So, so yeah, why don't we put it right out there, if you want, you have a request for a certain book for us to read, Uh Send us a message on Facebook. Yeah. All right, we're gonna make this happen. I hope these guys aren't here for a call, <laughs> yeah. right? We just right. had an engine company walk in. A
1: whole engine company. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's hey, coming to go. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming up <laughs> at the end of the hour, and I have to go get on a call. Um, so, Lieutenant, you're gonna have to uh, you're gonna have to carry the next couple of minutes so I can go jump on this call.
0: Sounds good. I, I, you, I have some info I can push out. Right, um, awesome. Hey, I'll, I, so I'll talk to you guys shortly. All right. See you, Chief. Um, so uh, one thing that uh, I just had in mind here was uh, to kind of shout out sources of info. I, I, it, to a certain extent, we're we're getting overloaded, but there may be people out there that are wondering, now oh, you know, where can I get info, or or where can I get the most comprehensive info? So um i made a uh a little list um so let's start we mentioned our facebook page uh we're pushing out info from city hall and from the mayor's page um so we have uh that source the city of pittsfield page is is has a covid link as well and there's a dashboard on yeah, there there's a dashboard so the the dashboard i went on yesterday that's pretty impressive and uh, you know if anybody is interested in getting uh, the the stats as they uh, are posted each day um, but it also has some pretty cool stuff like um, the locations where uh, the school department is going to be uh, where, where they're distributing meals um, so uh, you know just little things like that if you have a question you can go on that that uh, the city of Pittsfield uh, dot org and um, and jump on that dashboard. Um, Berkshire Health Systems, BerkshireHealthSystems.org. Uh, they have a um, a link off of their uh, main website. If you go I don't know, halfway down the page on the left hand side, uh, there's uh, a link there to get you to information that they're putting out. And the the chief had mentioned the um, the health uh, or the, the phone line. Uh, BMC link uh, I'll put it out there eight five five two six two five four six five so that's the hotline for questions regarding uh, coronavirus and that is open from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Uh, this uh, mass.gov on the main state website there is a link at the top for uh information um and that'll get you into some of the mema stuff as well uh that'll i think that's updated at what four o'clock every day every yeah daily gear um so that's that's where we're in our and the the city's getting their information in for the dashboard but but it comes from um mass.gov and you can jump on there for for that information um The, uh, let's see, the other one I wanted to mention. I'm in the wrong dock here. Getting lost gear. How about you, as I'm
3: looking for this gear, is
0: there something that I'm missing that you know of?
3: No, you covered the, the city's website. That's, that's the biggest source of information, I think, for citizens to look at.
0: Okay, I got it back here um so another thing i wanted to bring up was um on mass.gov there are the um the governor's order in terms of the closure of non-essential businesses um so that that order with the list i believe is is uh in hand with it um and locally um just so people are aware um that order is being uh enforced by the board of health and and monitored by economic development so um you know what it comes down to is please comply um you know we're we're doing this for a reason um we really we need to keep the uh the link strong here so so you know practice your social dist distancing. um you know stay in um telecommute it it's not easy i you know my my kids are are not uh you know they're old enough that they don't need to be watched i i can't imagine what it's like for for some people who have younger kids um you know the the energy around the house um people in you know more compact living situations um and you know people who may you know may have to still work and, and they're, they have kids or family members or, you know, uh, elderly, uh, parents or or grandparents to care for, um, just, just, uh, you know, do your best to make, uh, make the best of a tough time. Um, all right. Uh, also go ahead, Gary. Sorry.
3: We're just about out of time. We're done. All
0: all right. Um, it's 10 o'clock. All right. This is uh, On Patrol, the PPD. Signing off. You're listening to 89.7 Pittsfield Community Television. Radio. Radio, sorry.